G'day folks, Juno back with another episode of the People of Azeroth podcast. Uh, this is a WoW Classic hardcore roundtable discussion today. And joining me in no particular order, uh, some familiar names from the hardcore community. Uh, we've got Wondergoon joining us. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? I just waved at my camera and it's not even on. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Terrell. Yo, what's up everybody? Thanks so much for joining. And we've got Sith HC. Welcome, Sith. Hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. We we sort of uh, spun this up pretty quickly on the fly, decided to do a little discussion. Um, I guess I was motivated a little bit by the news of the official servers, which is huge for us as a community, isn't it? Super excited. Yeah, hell yeah. It's it's awesome to get, just even getting recognition from, from Blizzard after this... Um, after I suppose, yeah, three years of, of of playing this, so yeah, it's we'll get into it deeper. Um, we'll get into it deeper as the podcast goes on. But I guess what we should start with is um, is you know a quick discussion. If people you know are not familiar with the hardcore community, um, how long it has been going? Why don't we uh, Why don't we talk about that, Terrell? Maybe you can take it away. You know the origins of the hardcore community. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Cargos, which I'm sure everyone has heard of, he got this idea in his head that what if WoW was a solo RPG kind of deal? And uh, just he ran with it and he really created the whole the whole thing. And um, so it's a solo self-found sort of mentality where you venture across Azeroth, all the other players you treat like they're NPCs. You know, you you make your own items, you farm your own materials. You can't use the auction house because there are no other players, right? It's a solo RPG. Yeah. Uh, you can't use the mailbox. Who are you going to send mail to? You're the only one. So the, the idea is um, basically play the game as if you were playing World of Warcraft as a solo RPG, right? There's no grouping, no any of these other things. That was the basic idea that he came up with back in, I believe, very, very early 2020. I was watching him by February or March, I think. Yeah. I was I watching think, his streams. Yeah, I think he had started it, I think it was about October 19, but that back then he was calling it like the Iron Man challenge. And then there was... I right, think, right. Yeah, the Iron Man community sort of asked um, if he could, if they could change, change the name so it didn't overlap sort of with their content. So yeah, you're right. because... I, yeah, I think it was very early in 2020, yeah. Right, there's a very distinct difference from the Iron Man challenge to the the classic hardcore challenge. And yeah, um, yeah I think he was definitely theory crafting before even I started watching him, but he was already on his run when I when yeah. I first started, you know, yeah. watching his his streams and I was enamored with it. I thought it was cool. Uh, yeah. I didn't have any issues with the whole you know, meta rating mentality. So that's what he was doing. He was sick of the meta. He wanted to find some new cool way to play WoW. I didn't raid, so I didn't have that same sort of you know, outlook on the game. And I took my time getting into it. I didn't even get into it until the summer. But yeah, it was this very slow trickle of people that started doing what he was doing. Grays joined... Uh, Winky joined a few other people. Red and Jordy all started fairly early. 
and um, some other folks that I'm just blanking on names. But this little trickle turned into a little stream, turned into a river. And before you knew it, we had dozens, if not hundreds of hardcore streamers by the end of the year, all playing this mode, whether they were streaming or not, we had hundreds of players all playing this game mode. And the, the streaming community really embraced it because the whole thing we didn't have an add on, you had to record your whole run to prove you didn't die. So we were streaming it, we were recording it. Um, It was, it was a heck of a time. Everybody was super just embracing everybody else's run. You got invested in other people's characters it was intense. It really was. And, it, yeah. it was the genesis for a lot of new streamers too. I mean, I'd, yeah, never streamed, for sure. I'd never streamed before and I probably had no intention to. And the hardcore challenge was what got me streaming too. And I think that's I didn't even know what Twitch was. <laughs> I was watching cargos on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But also I think, um, I think it came at a time the the coincidental timing obviously it was unfortunate of, of the pandemic but that mm-hmm. was when the pandemic started ramping up was that first even though it's COVID-19 it was that first quarter of 2020 that really right. started to affect a lot of other parts of the, of the western world um so and we did get into I know in Australia we got into those sort of heavy lockdowns around April um uh, April right through then the rest of the year so I think the the pandemic people had more time um more time at home and maybe this yeah it was uh, yeah, sort of a convergence of those things. Um, Wonder Goon, what got you um, into the hardcore challenge? Can you remember some of your early memories? Uh, watching Cargos. Um, yep. I started, I liked Terrell. I started watching him on YouTube uh, and then uh, realized he was talking to other people and people I couldn't see their comments. And I was like, okay, what? And then I realized, okay, he's on something called Twitch. And so I, I went over to Twitch and then I realized I had an account with them because D&D Beyond, for some reason, that website requires a Twitch account to make right. up characters and that sort of thing, right? So um, I signed into my account and I've been watching Cargos ever since. And then I sort of branched out from there. I found, I found all three of you. I found Winky. I found Grays. I found all the whole community. And, uh, yeah. So I started, I want to say about three or four months after Cargos did, but, um, but yeah, like, like you, I, Juno, I, I started streaming because of hardcore and, uh, yeah. 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 Same. And, um, and Seth, what about you, mate? Similar story, honestly, to to everyone else. I so Cargos wasn't actually the first person. I so before I started playing hardcore, I started uh, January of 2022. Uh, I was not a, a WoW person. I played mainly just single player RPGs. I'm super into roguelikes, so stuff like Dark Souls, yep. Bloodborne, um, and then you know general computer gaming stuff as well like diablo but um i actually i don't remember specifically where i heard hardcore for the very first time but i uh watched uh a youtuber by the name of robert rambles he plays uh, like wow uh long plays basically right. and it's just like very immersive i put it on like when i'm going to sleep um and 
it's just there's not any music it's just like the atmosphere of the game and he talks a little bit but he did like a a very small stint of a hardcore uh playthrough i think he only made it up into like level 19 or 20 but i saw that and i was like man that looks looks really cool and it, it kind of drew me in because of the roguelike aspect of it of yeah. you just you got the one go and if you make it you make it if you don't you don't and and you start all over yeah. um and um i think that was kind of the reason I never got hooked on World of Warcraft in the first place because I played yep. off and on throughout the years with my, you know, my friends were super into it. So like they'd come over on the weekend and I would make like a trial account and we'd just go goof around. But um, I think I just never got into it because I didn't, you know, uh, I never invested the time to get to the super high levels where there were a lot of consequences. And so it would just fall off for me eventually. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, so January of 2022, I wanted to start playing hardcore. And then like, like we had mentioned that you needed to record it. So I started a YouTube channel and I was just throwing my recordings up there and they were just total garbage, <laughs> like audio recordings. It was just, it wasn't any, you know, anything that anybody would want to watch, but it was just there for, for me to have. And, um, that, didn't necessarily take off but I, like i i had people watching them and like soon i had like 70 to 100 views on a video within a few days yeah that's great. and um yeah i was like man you know this could actually be something and then i think the first streamer I actually kind of started getting invested in with hardcore was uh the cellular as well yeah. uh, actually and uh really yeah he, dude big shout out to silly he's just super good guy so I just I started watching him and then I found Winky and and uh, Wondergoon and Juno and and you know it was like it just this slow creep of like now my I've I've been on Twitch like I've had an account on Twitch for probably 10 years now um, and I've watched you know all kinds of like speedrunners and stuff like that but now my entire Twitch account is just it's, hardcore yeah. World of Warcraft streamers <laughs> like that's if I want to watch anything other than that I have to dig to try to find yeah it. to find something else yeah man that's good I was um I was an early adopter of it I think I was like week one um of the when the hardcore Discord had started and that it was back then where it wasn't that popular in that you know, people you were looking for an invite link to it, like it was getting sent, I think cheesy or somebody sent it to me in the, you know, in my DMS, but it was like, at the time, they were populating it, like sending the invites out to populate the discord with people who had sort of been, you know, yeah, were cargo's fans or just wow, classic people or just people in that community. So yeah, week one was kind of like this, like, who's who list of just classic names that you knew, like, like you said, Elenia, uh, cargo's, grays there was all the guys from uh, which is where i first heard about it, was from cargo's podcast um good morning azeroth so death death camp and um, meldron were in the discord early on ale um so all of those guys were in which sort of like cargo's crew and like what was the classic wow.live sort of team together um and watching it explode out from there from what was you know like 150 people or something to begin with to explode out into the thousands and well, I thought it was a big discord then the way that it's grown in the past, 
I mean, months, like I think at the start of this year, it was, you know, 30,000, which is huge. Like that's a massive discord. And now I think it's 115 or 116 or something. 117. Uh, 117. It's just so insane. And it's growing. Like I think that's still growing at like roughly a thousand a week or something. It's still just absolutely incredible. Whereas, yeah, and that's a thousand a week. Like if you have a, a Discord with a thousand people, that's still a lot anyway, you know? So it's um, it's been incredible to see that happen. Um, in some ways... Like, it's awesome that more people are enjoying it and you never want to gatekeep a community, you know, for your own benefit, um, you know, when other people could be enjoying it. But there really was, I think, a, a sweet spot and like a golden age of, for me anyway, of the hardcore community where it was smaller and everybody, people did know each other and they did, and the deaths were much more significant. Anybody who's spending time on the hardcore Discord now will know that the, forgetting death clips, the death appeals the, mm. it's like a conveyor belt of appeals that are coming through at peak time it can be they have to slow mode the channel it can be one every minute of death appeals that's coming out for a couple of hour period during peak time Forgetting it's pretty crazy it's it's pretty nuts yeah um so i think in some ways those things have lost their meaning whereas back in the day you would get i would get a dm from somebody and they'd say oh my god did you see gray's most recent death or did you see and not even big streamers yeah. just other people who were known in it and you know these death clips were getting circulated and people were yeah. were um was sort of yeah getting more widely known and i think it really helped you know people like gray's and winky duranosaur a lot of those streamers who who did they they built their platform um, you know, off the back of this community. And I think if they had joined at a more busy time, like there might be good, you know, up and coming streamers now, but it's so saturated that I think it would be much harder for people now to build that audience in the current time. So I think it really was like a perfect storm for a lot of people of, you know, pandemic time at home, um, a really clever idea from Cargos to do this and, um, and just a great community. Like the hardcore community I've always said has been, just a, a, not only a really friendly and welcoming community, but just such strong ties too. Um, I'm still like, it's, it's the, it's probably the community, one of the gaming communities that I've stayed with the longest. And I feel like it's, it, you feel like it's never going out of your life. Whereas guilds and things sort of come and go. And we've all played games. We've all played in guilds that, you know, you might not speak to those people anymore and not as much, but the three years later, over three years you know three and three years and three months or three years and four months or something um you know here we are with still the same people so i think that's really powerful yeah it's the first gamer community i've ever even been a part of outside of just an individual guild um i was 37 years old when i found my first gamer community <laughs> yeah they, i mean that's similar to me honestly well and it's i think a big part of it um is just you know the very early on you know we had to record everything and it was so whenever whenever you watch somebody's death clip a lot of times you saw their reaction because they had a face cam yep. and and so it, it's whenever you're in a guild or just a part of another community within gaming specifically in and wow we can talk about but you don't, you know, I don't know what my guild master looks like, you know, yeah, but, that's true. 
whenever you watch, you know, like if I watch Cheesy's Death Clips, like I know what Cheesy, like, you know, it's kind of strange and a little creepy to say, but it's like, I know what Cheesy looks like, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. if I was to see, you know, Winky out on the street, it's like, I would recognize me like, that yeah. dude looks, holy shit, that's Winky, you know? And um, <laughs> I think that lends a bit of like personability to it. You know, it's like, you do feel a little bit more connected to these people just because you direct message each other, your death clips, you know, or uh, you end up, you know, in a discord call and you're fighting and, you, you know, you're fighting in dead minds for three hours together. And it's, you get like this super strong connection to one another because of that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of like a proto friendship, proto social yeah. interaction. I'm not sure there, I'm sure there's another word for it, but, you know, yeah. uh, it, it is, I agree with Sith. It is, it is kind of strange, but it's also really nice too. You know, I've made some really great friends and I hope I never lose them as friends, you know? Yeah. And I feel like we wouldn't have all been pulled together this way just through playing wow together. Normally we wouldn't mm -hmm. have, would we? Yeah. No, I don't so think so. I th yeah. I think that's, I think that's really cool. Um, it's, it's interesting. Like I was doing this podcast right back just from whenever, it was it was just normal wow that we were playing and i've you know interviewed cargos i think and, and grays around the start of the hardcore um the community beginning and it was funny you know like we were trying to promote it you know on the podcast that's why i was talking to cargos i was like hey we can shout really pump it on the podcast to try and get more people interested and it seems so crazy now because it's kind of like this self-promoting machine that's just gone out of control yeah. and to think that there was a time that you had to actually um you had to actually pump it you know yeah i saw um summit 1g on twitch is playing hardcore wow and like he started playing. The, yeah, he's like, and for anybody who doesn't know who Summit is, he's um, like old school Counter Strike player. Like, yeah, I've been watching him for years, um, and just very good first person shooter player. And and but he dabbled in like classic WoW and stuff in the past few years. But he started playing. I think it was maybe a duo or a trio. But now he's like playing solo. And I, I clicked on his stream the other day. It was like seventeen thousand people watching. Jesus and man. he was just in Ashenvale, just like AFK grinding mobs, like total like zombie husk gamer mode, like slumped in his chair. And he's playing a warrior. <laughs> and he's just like it was. It's so funny though to like see these like big hype streamers and they're like totally yeah. focused in on pulling a single mob you know it's Isn't so that crazy to see. that yeah. really is i oh just uh i did just check curseforge out of curiosity hardcore add-on has eight hundred and thirty-two thousand downloads <gasps> that is massive <laughs> it's insane massive. i looked That's like insane. Yeah, two weeks ago it was at like seven hundred and fifty thousand. so it'll get past a million i'm sure by july wow it's that so is crazy. absolutely insane. And what, but what we're seeing now is, and especially now we talked about it just briefly before, but for anybody who's completely out of the loop, Blizzard has announced that they are going to be releasing official um, hardcore servers. Uh, the details of those are not, we don't have all of the details yet, um, but ultimately it will be a, a one life a gameplay. We do know that. When you die, it's not an automatic delete, but you just uh, you will have your ghost form, but you're unable to res at your body or at the uh, spirit healer. 
Um, Agrend, the uh, Blizzard dev, he said the reason for that is largely logistical so that if you are a guild leader, for example, you can still log back in and hand over uh, guild ownership or if um, you're in a guild so that you can still log back in, talk to your friends, you know, tell them what happened or say goodbye or whatever. So I think that's pretty cool that you're not just, you know, auto-deleted or anything like that. Um, so that's that's great. You still have access to get your combat log and all that stuff. So um, I think that's a good feature. We don't know about all the rest of it. It's probably unlikely that they're going to implement all of the um, hardcore um, add-on rules. I think that's still going to then be an, an opt-in system. But what will be interesting to see now is that with these hardcore servers, I think ultimately the play style, the one life play style or the hardcore play style, I think it's going to become, well, it already is sort of decentralized in the fact that it's not going to be under, not everybody is going to be playing under the umbrella of, you know, the hardcore community and cargo's community, um, which I think is a good, a good and a bad thing. So, um, It'll just be interesting to see what happens. I think ultimately the community probably will get divided a little bit where you'll have people who are using the add-on and people who aren't. Uh, I think you'll have people probably still playing on, on Blood Sale or the other normal servers. I think you'll have people playing on the hardcore servers and I think you'll have people playing with or without the add-on. So hopefully it just makes for a better experience for people that you can choose how you want to play um, and that we don't get too much tribalism i think inevitably we will uh do any of you guys have any thoughts on that on the future of things um all i can tell you from the mod perspective is that we do hope that we can host all styles of gameplay under the hardcore umbrella on our discord okay um that's that's the goal Logistically, yeah. we'll have to see how that shakes out. But solo self-found mode is not going anywhere. Yeah. Support for Blood Sail and Hydraxian and Remulos is not going anywhere. We're going to continue to support the communities that are playing on the servers that this whole shebang was started on. We're not going to abandon those portions of the community. Yeah. Um, we would like to also welcome in people who want to play just pure death equals delete for people who may want to play where you can only group or trade with your own guild, something like that, you know, however they want to, to design it. We hope that we can offer space for people who want to build their own game modes within this awesome, fresh new server world that we're going to have. But since the server is completely unknown at this time, we don't know exactly what components are going to be toggled on, toggled off, if it's yeah. something that the players can toggle on and off for themselves, or if it's automatically turned on or off. You know, like the deaths, clearly, once you die, you're a ghost, that's it. Um, yeah. But we're, we're really looking forward to that. Terrell, can yeah. I ask, uh, has there been any discussion amongst the hardcore mods about modifying or creating a new add-on uh, for people who want to do... Uh, like the fellowship, for example, our fellowship group where we trade amongst the guild so it, you don't get dinged for, you know, no, the no trading rule. Has there been any, any discussion along those lines? Currently, to my knowledge, there has not been, but the add-on development team works not 
exclusively independently of the moderator team, but most moderators are not in the loop as to what's going on with the add-on itself. Okay. So I, I have been told that the add-on will continue to be supported for the solo self-found play style. Um, I don't, to my knowledge, think that there are any plans to change the add-on for anything okay. at this particular moment. Um, there's, there are still things we want to work into the add-on and things that we want to work more smoothly with the add-on. Um, the website, I'm hearing whispers that one to two more weeks is about all we're going to need to get the website back up and running, uh, in its new format, which yeah. means that the whole new verification system will be in place. Um, uh, so hopefully that'll alleviate a bunch of headaches that, that we've been getting of people trying to submit strings and not being able to join level 60 guilds because they need to keep their string pristine, uh, just big tip right here copy paste your string into a notepad and go nuts yep, yep. Like, Agreed. just keep ding 60 copy paste your string save it somewhere then go play with your friends that way when the website is fixed you can just copy and paste your pristine unplayed string in there and yeah. and get verified no problem back up That's back up point. back up it's good advice for anything yes. but <laughs> yeah. yeah back up three times and then back up those backups yeah exactly right exactly. right I, I think it was uh survivor shout out survivor uh lost uh fairly recently i believe lost like several characters data to a, a corrupted laptop basically yeah wow he, yeah and it was oh, like I, I believe at least one of them was a level 60 uh and so, yeah, it's uh, a, yeah, yeah get an external hard drive. They cost like nothing nowadays, you know, 10, 20 bucks. You can get a halfway decent one and, and just save them on there and then put that in a safe and hold on to it. Yeah. To um, just to go back to the use of the add-on in the official servers, I think, um, I, th I think some of the, some of the items could be handled quite easily. So like if Blizzard, I know they're not going to implement full solo self-found rules, but if they did have, say, a, just a toggle for at the start of it or whatever for mailbox and auction house, I think that would be a big part of it because if you had then mailbox and auction house uh, gone, I think you'd be getting very similar to the way that we play with the fellowship, which we can explain that in a little bit for people. But I think right. where you can have a social experience playing with your friends, um, grouping up and doing that stuff, and you're just not using auction house or mailbox, I think, and with a one life gameplay, I think for me, that's, that's a fairly easy thing to do. And that is, I think, you know, 80% of, of the hardcore challenge, I think for me, is probably covered there. Yeah, I know a lot of us are hoping, and this is something that we discussed today in, in the mod chat. Um, Winky was like, yeah, yeah, I, I second that. I hope they do that. Uh, was that we hope that they'll offer some toggles that we can toggle on. No mailbox, no auction house, no grouping, no trading. And if we leave the toggles on and we level from one to 60 that we get some kind of sweet buff like soul of iron or something yeah, cool. that shows that you you did the challenge the way that it was originally created with all these extra stipulations and I, uh, I really hope they do something like that it should be called 
the mark of cargos yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I, like, like... Yeah, I think having just like uh being able to inspect a character and you can see like which toggles they have on that kind of thing oh yeah um, i think because just having the spirit healers disabled um my big thing with that if that if that's the only thing and and i do agree that that should be the only thing uh, at least starting out and then it be developed from there um is that it, it would almost it would feel like you went and played on like white main which is you know just a normal um kind of quote-unquote soft core i don't know what what you would yeah, call it a multi-life, multi-life server yeah. um it, it would feel like you went and played hardcore on a, a multi-life server because it would be like everybody else is doing this thing that you're not yeah. doing, you know, if you're not using it. Yeah, I agree, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. But just having the ability to show others like, no, 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 this is what I'm doing and 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 having those bragging rights because at the end of the day, like what is playing World of Warcraft other than and especially hardcore <laughs> than having the bragging rights exactly. of just some stupid challenge that you're doing. I, you know? I like that though. I like the I like the mark of cargoes. That'd be funny. But then it I already it. wrote that down. So uh one thing that is very likely going to happen is planned. Uh when the PTR drops there will be a feedback channel in the Discord. And I, I believe right now the current plan was to only have mods with access to it so that it wasn't just 100,000 people posting yeah. the exact same feedback over and over. Because we see how it goes with the regular feedback channel. We had to lock that down so that Greenleafs couldn't touch it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> if you bring feedback to the mods, the mods can check and see if yeah, that perfect. feedback has been listed yet and then put it in there. That's so as soon as that goes live, before even... If, if the PTR isn't even live yet, but the channel is, I am putting that in there. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it's going to be more work for the mods, Discord mods, yeah, if, as if they don't have enough to do. But I think that's a really good idea, kind of. It's almost like a political system. You know, you get go get all your, your suggestions to your local member, and then yeah. they, they go and speak. On right, your so right. We've got some representative yeah. politics there in the Discord. And I think I think that's the goal, right? So I'm, I'm going to be like, hey, Remulo's community, I am your mod liaison. There you go. Yeah. Tell me what you want me to put in there. I'll <laughs> compile a list and I'll, I'll data dump it all in the feedback. No, that's great. That's a great idea. I think uh, one of the big things that's going to be, like you can't have your cake and eat it. The grouping is the one thing in the official service, which I know is going to be an issue because um, if it would just be, a, it's just a nightmare. It's a nightmare for the add-on and it's a nightmare for Blizzard to try and do it. If you want to be able to group for dungeons, but not be able to group in the, the real world, in the open world, like to try and identify the difference between that. It's just virtually impossible. So I don't think that will be implemented. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. if there is a toggle for no grouping, I think you have to just, and I hope there is, I think that's great. You have to just accept that you're not going to be doing dungeons. That's the first complaint people have. Oh, what if I want to do dungeons? Well, dungeons case, were not in the challenge originally. originally if no. you want to do the absolute OG hardcore challenge, you're not running dungeons. Yeah. Because back then, the community wasn't even big enough. Even if you wanted to do well, yeah. it, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. There weren't enough original, people. It wasn't in the original white paper, so to speak. And then there wasn't enough people, even if you did want to. So that's one of the things that's changed. Um, so just, yeah, if you want to do it the original way, then just don't do dungeons on that on that particular mm-hmm. character. 
You know, that's just the way it's going to be. Um, but I, I still think, like, there are people who are going to gatekeep the fact that it, it you, there shouldn't be grouping. Um, and I think it's just another way to play. If people want to group and you want to do beyond a, 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 a duo or a trio and you want to have a guild that you group together and do things with the other hardcore rules in place, I think that's fine. I think that's another way to play. And I got no problem with it, similar to what we're doing. So it's just another it's another dimension, you know? I'm looking forward to seeing how many different smaller communities pop up within the overall hardcore community uh, yeah. to try out all kinds of cool different play styles. Yeah, yeah. agree. Well, and, and I that- think that's I think that's a very important point to um, you know, like Juno was saying, there are gatekeepers within any community of saying, oh, well, that's not how you actually do it, or this is the only way to play, you know, this certain game mode or whatever. But, and, and not that people who are gatekeeping are in the mentality of being willing to listen to suggestions, but my suggestion to those that, that are kind of gatekeeping in such a way is like, find find like a 10 person group to do your thing with like the having like the the fellowship that we run is like this own little thing because we're not technically hardcore characters you know like none of those characters are verifiable hardcore characters outside of none of them have died um or well the current ones that are playing (laughs) haven't died (laughs) so (laughs) but uh you know it's it it's still there's no tarnish on that on my character there's no tarnish in my mind thinking oh this isn't an actual hardcore character because i don't have the hardcore add-on turn on and i've traded with my you know the people within the fellowship and stuff it's like no it's it's a different thing than what just the hardcore is so it's i i do encourage people like within the the sandbox that classic is becoming with this mm-hmm. like find find that niche community and and you know don't let the way others are playing tarnish the way that you're yeah, playing affected i would like to just give some context of, of the fellowship for people who wouldn't have of um have heard about it but that's a really good point um and i think you know elenia had said it on another podcast that i had heard and she said you know people were complaining that it was the servers were just going to be um one life servers and I think she summed up quite well. She said that Blizzard is doing the right thing. They're basically providing the sandbox for us, and then we decide which toys to put into it. And I think that's just succinctly sort of sums it up, doesn't it? That that's mm-hmm. um, that's the way that it, it should be. And I think the more restrictions you put on stuff, it sort of just you know stifles creativity. So let people let people um, yeah explore and come up with some good ideas. So with the fellowship, what we're doing here is we're all Lord of the Rings fans, so it's a um, clearly by the name. It's like a, a light RP, Lord of the Rings inspired, WoW classic hardcore community. Okay, so it's a long title. Um, <laughs> but the, the idea is that in WoW classic, you're able to do dungeons. Um, you're able to go in as a raid group in WoW classic. So you can go in as 10 people. So we, which is similar numbers. I think the fellowship was officially nine people or whatever. But the idea is that we are we've created characters that are inspired by that, uh, by the movies. So we've got, you know, uh, gnome rogues as the hobbits. We've got, you know, a human mage uh, for Gandalf. We've got our elves. We've got, you know, Legolas. We've got Gimli, Warrior Dwarf. We've got all those things. Um, so we try to stick to the, to the law and to the RP as much as possible by using, you know, the kind of correct weapons and, uh, and, and things like that. And, and, 
do things that are in line with the with the movies we got we zone into dungeons as a 10-man group and we progress through we only do them one at a time um uh, one sorry we only do one dungeon uh, one run per dungeon and uh, we don't go back um but we have to complete each one's all the way to 60 and uh we are allowed to trade within the fellowship so we've got a separate guild and a separate discord where only members of the fellowship are in and naturally they would trade amongst themselves they would share food they would share weapons and equipment and stuff so we trade between ourselves um, so we've got all the different crafting professions and things like that but with the dungeons because there's 10 of us we go in at seven levels under so it provides a lot of a challenge um doing dead mines at 15 for example when it comes at 15 um it's it's been chaotic it's been hilarious it's been a really fun time i'm really enjoying progressing through that we're up to the current uh, level cap we've got is 27. And as we complete a dungeon, we uh, increase that level cap to where we're seven levels under the next boss. So we still do have one or two slots left. If anybody hears this and is super excited, get in touch with me and we'll see if we can get you in. Um, there's, yeah, the only real condition is you have to be a nice person. Everybody in here is good yeah. people, so you've got to be a good person. So, um, yeah, so yeah, no toxicity. Yeah, no well, toxicity at all. But yeah, Wondergood, why don't you tell the good people out there what um, your character is and how you've got started there in the Fellowship? Well, I am playing Frodo Baggins, and uh, uh, oh, Frodo, more <laughs> Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm playing Frodo. Uh, and tip, if you don't know, in Stormwind, right next to the fishing trainer in the canals is one of the places in classic wow where you can actually fish up the one ring and i it, this ring in wow just gives you plus one to all your stats that's it it's the only thing it does right so it's pretty minor as as rings go but yeah but uh, for rp purposes that's our one ring right so i fished it up at level eight my fishing skill was level 14 <laughs> when I did it, and uh, it was the 15th skill rank. And yeah, I'm I'm playing Frodo Baggins, so I've got that. I put that ring in the bank whenever I'm out leveling, and then when the when the dungeons come up, I pull it out and it's in my in my bags during the dungeons. And you know, if my character ever rips, then I'll pass it on to someone else. Will be the ring bearer, uh, and someone else can play Frodo. So and That's great. Uh, find something else i'm having a blast with it i'm still very under leveled than everyone else i've just i my i just got a brand new computer and then it it died on me like a week later so oh no uh, i didn't know yeah so i'm back on my old computer so which is not oh. as powerful uh so yeah oh man did you go through all the trouble of transferring all of your hardcore files and stuff to the new yes, computer I did. as well Yes, oh. I did. Oh, 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 oh. No. Yes, I did. Dang. I only had one active character that was that it really affected. Uh, so I could. I played it on this computer, then I played it on that com that computer, and then it died. And so now I have mm. one that I've never played on this computer. So I can't play that character, which is what I normally do when I stream. So yeah. I can't play that particular character anymore until I get. You my need another alt goon. Get another alt. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. I've got. Uh, I've got. 
some ideas. So uh, I'll probably start another warlock just to fart around on it. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. No, well, it's, um, it would be useful for us if we had official service to play on with the fellowship, because we wouldn't need an add on or anything else. Ultimately that the only real rule we're going off is the one life um, gameplay. And then, you know, no, no auction house or mailbox, but um, for us, we'll, we'll be staying on blood sale with that guild. Um, probably does belong on an RP server anyway, but you never know. There could be RP official service. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but it does belong on there and um, we'll keep doing our thing. But I think if we do, if we do a season two, if we do the Hobbit, um, then maybe we'll do that on a, uh, on the official servers, um, you know, next year or something. We'll, we'll see how we go with that. We've got to, we still got to get that ring. Oh yeah. Well, I forgot to mention as part of the fellowship. The idea is we're going to take that ring all the way. We're going to complete all the dungeons up to level 60 and we're going to destroy the ring in, um, in the lava of Mount doom at, um, being Blackrock mountain at level, um, well, maybe we'll all get to level sixty. I don't know, but yeah, basically after doing, I suppose BRD or LBRS, we'll um, we'll do it then. That yeah, sounds, it's been, it sounds like a good plan. Super fun. Yeah, and I, you know, to to give a, a small story and and to kind of, ex, you know, uh, give an example of of one of the you know just good memories I have from it is. Uh, before we ran stocks the last time we ran it, when we, when we completed it, um, because we ran stocks, what was it? The group ran three times three before three we finished. Times, yeah. Yep. Three. And, uh, we lost people, uh, the first two times. The third. Yeah, it, it, it was rough, but so, uh, we needed some, uh, life root, I believe it was for some potions and and somebody had pinged in the discord hey i need i need life root for these potions and so <gasps> me me, this. me as a level 22 rogue uh i play samwise i made my way to the wetlands at level 22 and i stealthed around the, the wetlands and uh, was trying to find life root and vanishing like every you know five minutes when it was on cooldown because i'd pull like a level 29 raptor and uh and survivor uh who plays aragorn uh messaged me and said you know asked if i needed help and i was like please go help me and so (laughs) him and i at level 22 as a a warrior and and a rogue we um grouped up in wetlands and and we were just fighting through these like way over level mobs and we were pulling like crazy packs and we almost died a few times like 30 minutes before we were due at stocks and it was just it was such a good time though and it was it you know that that is one of the things that kind of gives me hope about going into the official servers where you know because at first i was kind of uh, a bit down on them as far as like, oh man, it, you know, taking away that solo self-found rule set, you know, that to me is kind of the heart of what the hardcore challenge is. But just being able to like have a friend say, hey, do you need help? You're doing something yeah, extremely so dangerous. Now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it, we were doing something extremely dangerous and extremely low level. And there were very high stakes to it because if we both had died, that dungeon would not have gotten run that night. And we yeah. might even still be stuck on it because we, we just, be. 
we don't have enough people. And so, uh, it was just, it was very just like fun and like, uh, kind of brought back that old, you know, kind of gaming thing of like a friend messaging you, seeing what you're doing and like, Oh, let me come help you really quickly. And, and let's have each other's backs. And we did, I mean, we got very low on health a few times, but neither one of us ever ran. Like we both were just like fighting it out to the end with That's each other. And good. yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like I, I remember we, the, the first time we started like trading and grouping for grouping yeah. just for quests. It felt like really dirty. We're like, Oh, oh this yeah. Is weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it does feel weird, but it was, it, so like I'm kind of taking a hiatus from hardcore for the moment and I've been playing on wrath, but it has been just fun. Like, meeting a person out in the wild and like, Hey, do you want to group up for this quest really quickly? And we'll play together for a little bit. And then, you know, uh, we'll trade each other a few things, you know, if, if they're a druid and I get some, you know, nice healing gear or something, I'll, you know, trade it yeah. off to them and, and, you know, being able to just like open a chest and like, Oh, Hey, there's some gems in here. Uh, you know, you're a blacksmith. Do you want these gems kind of thing? And, and we do that in the fellowship, you know, yeah. if, if I find, um, any sort of, of gems or leathers or herbs or anything like that, like, um, I don't, I don't sell them like I normally would on a character. I hold on to them and, and I'll message people and, you know, we have people that are leather workers and blacksmiths and stuff. And, you know, I'll message them and say, Hey, I've got this stuff and, and they'll have something they can make for me. And, or, you know, the enchanters can enchant everybody's yeah. gear. And it does add, add a level of community and, and does make it a lot I'm, more I'm, we'll fun in that, that way. We'll see that in the official servers, won't we? I mean, if people are, there'll be people mm-hmm. who are doing the one life gameplay and they'll bump into a, bump into people and maybe make friendships out in the world there. And I think that's, that's, it's another way to play. And I think that's cool. I think it's great. So I think it would be actually a lot of, I think it'd be interesting if they did take away the auction house on hardcore, but still allowed trading. Um, Because I think it would be a lot of fun to just have people like set up in Stormwind and Ironforge and, you know, Darnassus and like, Hey, I'm selling, yeah. these pot- I'm making pots and you can, you know, come buy health. That pots would actually and- be really cool, dude. Imagine that on an RP server, you'd have people yeah. actually selling that would be pots. Epic. That would be so good. That's a great idea, actually. I, which that does kind of, um, um, uh, go against a, a different idea that I have that I kind of want them to put in a restriction on level trading um, just so we don't have a bunch of level 60s trading, you know, big bags yes, and gold and all point. that kind of stuff to level one characters and like twinking out these level one characters and boosting them. Um, but I do think that would be very fun and, and add a big aspect to the community of like, oh, let me let me just get on and like kind of AFK sit in the city and I'll just like enchant gear for people for money and and um, or or try to sell this executioner sword that's that funny. I bought off Pirelli. That's funny, dude. I think that's great. I think the, <laughs> the things, the two things that I think we will never, we won't be able to stop on the official service, we're just going to have to deal with it, is I think you are going to get people getting high-level assistance on uh, when they're questing. Um, yeah. I think you'll get essentially boosting. I think you will get that. I think they can probably stop the dungeon boosting by limiting experience uh, or sh- completely shutting down experience. Like I think they did an SOM um, if yeah. you've got a 60 in the dungeon and I think they've stopped people from pulling 
uh, for they do that in the entire yeah. So I think that side of things is fine, but there's just no way to stop someone, even outside of a group, if you're going to kill a, a an elite, for example, and just having your high level buddy there to help you do it. There's no way of stopping that. It's kind of just going to be the way it is. And the same thing with funneling gear. It won't happen straight away, but it will happen eventually. And even if you did put a, tr a level restriction on trading. The player base, they always, they'll find a way around it. A guy would have like a million alts that are all five levels under and then just kind of like pass it down yeah, somehow. Ladder like, it down, yeah. Yeah, people would find ways, wouldn't they? True. But, um, but I, think that's, I think that's a really good point that maybe I hadn't actually considered if you got rid of the auction house and mailbox, but you allowed just player-to-player -player trading, you would have community vendors that are set up mm -hmm. that it's alchemists selling pots and stuff and i think yeah. that's incredible i think that's it that for me is peak wow like that's yeah. that's perfect and and you could have like um kind of like a guild banker you know yeah. like uh the bank alt for the guild but it'd be somebody that all of the crafters would send the their um their things that they're making too and then yeah. that person could set up shop you know or that's if so somebody good. You have the, one person who was just the, who was yeah the, the seller the that's vendor so that yeah, the they're vendor. the pirelli of stormwind you know oh, that's so good that's actually really really good i like that i definitely like that idea oh wow but yeah hopefully the split the fact that we end up with a little bit of a split community i think that's great that um that the hardcore higher-ups are going to um still try and provide a home for everybody i was really hoping that was going to be the case because for people if that wasn't the case for people who do set up on these new uh servers and play hardcore you may not have an actual home then like on discord you may not have a community you might just you'll just be a guy playing wow person playing wow with one life so the um the hardcore discord is really good for that the fact that it just provides this kind of you know this big stable community for you and you can always if you're not happy with the hardcore community create your own yeah yeah you yeah, know do, do and, your and, own thing and so i know you don't mean that as sarcasm no i don't i, you, I mean but very I, seriously I, yeah like I, that is a very real thing like if you can just find like a group of people and, and just hang out with them and play with them yeah well people might find this hard to believe but I had actually, like when this first came out, you couldn't even do officially do um, duos or trios. It wasn't recognized. And mm -hmm. I wanted to do a duo with a friend of mine. So I actually created duo rules and I sent them to Cargos back in the day. And for about the first, I think, four or five months, duos were not supported at all. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to play anyway. And I sent the rules to some of the mods. And I was like, I'm going to... Um, uh, this is some duo ideas. I'm going to do it anyway. And if it's not verified, it doesn't matter. I didn't end up getting to 60 anyway, but it's crazy to think that even back then that wasn't even, you know, an official game mode to do a yeah. duo. So it's like, I'm not saying I created the idea of doing duos. Someone else would have done it anyway, or people were doing it, but um, that was the idea of a rule set that I had. And then the same thing with the, with the fellowship. It's like, just, if you've got an idea, go with it. And um, if it's not official, at that point, it doesn't mean it's not always going to be. So, um, so yeah. doesn't okay. matter if it's official. It matters if you're having fun playing a game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a exactly. lot of people get spun up on this idea of, oh, well, if I don't get internet street cred, it's 
a waste of time. I've seen this all the time in the world chat is, oh, well, you know, if you don't, if you don't go raid at 60, you just wasted all your time. I was like, well, did I, if I had fun playing a video game, did I waste my time? No, no way. Not at all. Not that comes from that whole gatekeeper mentality though. If you're not having fun like me, then you're obviously not having fun. Right. Right. And it's like rating thing is the rating thing as well has been, I mean, divisive is not the right word, but it's, it's sort of, it's one of those things where it's creeping. It's, it's, it's some of the more normal play styles creeping into the hardcore uh, community that initially raiding, there was absolutely no intention of ever raiding. And even in road to rag, when it, when they first said they were going to do molten core, a lot of people didn't even think it was possible. I was one of them. I wasn't even sure it was. I didn't think it was possible. To be honest, I wasn't a doomer, like I wasn't being negative. I just didn't even know if it was possible. And and now it's kind of like they're raiding all sorts of th- I mean, the Wrath of the, the Wrath Haku Guilds have done Nax. They've the classic guys have done fucking AQ forty lately. I mean, they're yeah. just raiding on the regular. It's becoming just I don't know, it's it's, it's incredible it's incredible achievement. Yeah, they just well, killed Cthune the other day for the first yeah, time. Which again, I would have wild. not even thought that was possible. If you asked someone that question three years ago, no, you would have said absolutely impossible. Did they have Come any on. deaths in that in that run? No, no, no zero. Oh deaths. my god, zero deaths How against Cthune. Possible? How I know, zero. right? <laughs> it was it was a it was a work of art to watch. To be honest, like it, I watched uh, Calamity's stream during that, and it was just listening to the guild leader and or not the guild she's the guild leader but the 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 raid leader yeah and and just the massive amount of planning like i thoroughly thoroughly believe that that person had like a 20 page long doc uh, pulled up on another monitor that they were going (laughs) through every single like thing that could have there was like an hour video that they sent out to the raid team before to watch before going into the raid of like here's every single diagram of every room and where you should stand and if this happens this is what you do i mean the planning that goes into that kind of thing is just which of course twitch chat being as toxic as it always is like god just pull already it's like you do not understand what is happening right now (laughs) you 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 fundamentally are misunderstanding like what how much time has gone into every single person that is standing in this room right now you know yeah Um, if they had lost those characters they would have had to start all over i mean oh yeah well yeah they're going to be careful yeah, calamities at like sixty days played or something crazy like that. Like, oh man, it's it's like three thousand hours. It's it's absolutely insane. That's crazy. Uh, I, I mean, I congrats say, to them. You know. Yeah. Well, and so as encouragement, you know, of course, rating isn't the the end all be all of what hardcore is, but elite is forming another raid team. I heard. Um, so there is plenty of rating to be done if anyone is out there and, you know, if that is your ultimate goal with hardcore, you want to go, uh, do molten core and all of that kind of stuff. BWL, they are forming another raid team. So, and there's always raid spots like P 
people who hit 60 on a Monday end up rating on a Saturday all the time. So it, uh, there's definitely room for anybody and everybody to do it. Get your 60 and go punch a Nixie in the face. I mean, you know, there's a spot for you. You Not for me, dude. That is not for me. And it almost, it almost doesn't matter what class you play. Like it, it, they, they'll take anybody. Like if you can do damage or heal or tank or literally anything, like they will take you and they'll, you know, give you some decent gear and get you kind of pre-bissed out and they'll take you in and, and hope you don't die. But just know that your life is in your own hands at a certain point. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So dude. you had said something earlier, Juno, I think, um, that the rating scene in hardcore, uh, again, it's it's this new thing that's been birthed through Psalm, right? Through the seasons of mastery, the road to rag. Uh, and then there were just people who wanted to keep doing it. And there has been a decent amount of, we'll call it guild drama. This mm-hmm. exists on every World of Warcraft server throughout the history of time. Guild drama exists and there will always be guild drama. Uh, we did have a discussion today. I'm not going to go into details because we haven't figured out exactly how to instate it in a way that functions for everyone yet. But we discussed some of this raiding guild drama, hardcore raiding guild drama. Um, yep. How do how do we enforce uh, the rules? Should we enforce the rules post-60? Should we leave that to player responsibility? Should we uh, let the guilds sort themselves and let the players apply to the guild that plays the way they want to play? How much, um, I guess, responsibility should the hardcore mods and the hardcore community have on individual gameplay styles post-60? Because the challenge, the hardcore challenge is get 60 or 70 or 80, whichever version you're on, without dying while following these other stipulations once you hit max level what you choose to do is up to you yeah Yeah, like that's not something that we feel the the mods or the community should be trying to uh enforce or control so I, i think we may see some changes soon moving forward on sort of how raiding and raid guilds are um, approached within the community and and how the discord can support those efforts without taking responsibility for those efforts Um, there's there's work in progress to sort the guild drama and get it out of the hardcore space and back in the guild space where it belongs no, good, I, I think that's good. a good idea because I think, yeah, previously they've tried to have like a mod, a hardcore mod in each of the guilds to sort of legitimize those um, 60 guilds. But it, I think it's just, like I said, it's this it's this, this mm-hmm. m- monster. It's become this, this snowball now that's just completely run away. And I don't think it's possible or really necessary to do that anymore. Right. That's my view, yeah. And NA and EU both have their own things going on, different dramas, similar dramas uh, that are separate from each other because they're different regions. So this would allow all the regions and all the the end game content guilds, we'll call them that, to sort of sort themselves into like-minded play styles and then the players can go where they feel is the best fit for them. Yep. 
whether that's continuing to play by as close to the legitimate hardcore rule set as possible from, from that all the way to the spectrum of just pure end game rating. I am free from hardcore and we're just going to not die and everything else is fair game. Right. So something like you might see on the official servers, but we, we want to be supportive of the rating community, but we don't want to be responsible for the rating community, if that makes any sense. And I I think the official servers will solve a lot of those issues Mm -hmm. because what you could do is essentially just um, turn off the add-on at 60, not have to have kind of any, you wouldn't have to have any, at that point, the only real restrictions for those guys is, um, is to not die, isn't it? I mean, so I think, I think that would 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 make it would make it much much easier. So I think things will get better with a lot of that stuff. Um, but I think we should talk about the, the 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 two negatives that I can see with the hardcore um, official servers. Well, the big one is going to be um, unfair deaths. So essentially for let's the big one's going to be a dc if you get a disconnect whether it's from Mm -hmm. a power cut at home internet dropping out or just wow itself like obviously we've had the ddos attacks wow the wow servers can be unstable at busy times especially we've seen that lately for whatever reason i think if you get especially the most frustrating is if your internet's good and your computer's good but you get disconnected, the client's unresponsive, you get disconnected. That's an extremely frustrating way to die that is 100% out of your hands. And I I think that's really going to suck for people on official servers to just come back to a dead character with absolutely nothing. It's just really a gut punch, isn't it? it? Especially at levels over 25, 30 to just die to something so dumb like that. That really sucks. We also discussed this on the mod meeting, and we don't know how Blizzard is going to handle it, but something they could do is after the DDoS is you know over, they could do a server rollback. Yep. But if they're going to do a server rollback, then they could potentially roll people back into a death situation who survived the DDoS. No, um, no, so pretty true. much yeah. they would... The, the best way for them to get around that if this is something that they can do or are willing to do or able to do is if you roll back, also drop people wherever their hearth is set. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So that's, that's the hope. I, I don't, that's probably some feedback that'll be given during the PTR. Um, I just, I'm just a bit cynical. I, that. I just feel like that sounds like too much work for Blizzard to do. I know that's a bit yeah. simple, but that's my view that I just I just don't think they're going to do it. And I think I don't think there's been any kind of precedent set in other games. But having said that, the fact that we're even getting hardcore service kind of that they they're, they're implementing community content. This is we're, it's we're, we're breaking down doors. I mean, this is a new precedent that's mm-hmm. being set. I yeah. think one of the more simple things, if we go to the very basics of something that's simple and I think could be implemented quite easily, would be flight path disconnection protection, which would be just grant immunity when you fall or a parachute or whatever. Even Probably not a parachute because you move. Well, maybe a parachute, yeah. A parachute or just immunity when you fall off a flight path. I think that would be Well, yeah, but what if, you, what if you land? You would need immunity 
against like landing in the middle of a very high level zone. So maybe yeah, like a two, yeah. a two a two minute immunity to let you yeah, land and hearth. Like a yeah, a divine intervention. Say that like a divine intervention. You can't move, yeah. but nothing could attack you. Something along those lines, or then or an or yeah, or something similar to like a dungeon. auto hearth maybe. Exactly, like a ghetto hearth thing, like a dungeon. You're somewhere you shouldn't be. Your hearth in thirty seconds or whatever, like that. I think that would still be. That's not very complex to put that in, is it? In in the game Eve Online, when you are in space, it's a space game yep. for those that don't know. When you're in a mission or you're in space and you disconnect, your ship automatically targets the next closest station and flies to that station and docks. Yeah, that right. would be the equivalent of auto hearthing. You fall in. You are now on the ground in an area you shouldn't be, or you you know you're not supposed to be. You auto hearth to the where your hearth is set, and you're safe. Yeah. I think they can implement that very easily. Uh, I'm not a programmer, of course, but if they can do it in Eve, they can do it in WoW. So I think they can, and I think the flight paths is one area that I can see that would make sense. The biggest problem, I'm not sure if most people know, but the biggest problem with regular DCs is the game can't tell the difference between, you know, ripping your router cord out of the wall, Alt F4, or a literal disconnect. So if you just get a normal disconnect, you get an internet, you get a lag spike, or your internet drops out, the game can't tell the difference between those. So if there was any kind of disconnect protection in a normal thing, if you're in combat, for example, and you got disconnected, that would be no different to, and you've got a ghetto hearth or something, that'd be no different to an alt F4 situation. So it would that would be just completely open for abuse, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So well, I think... Um, sorry, go But ahead. nobody's going to pull the plug when they're on a flight path. So you could have yeah. potentially the flight Correct. path... I think the the flight path one uh, could and probably will go in. Um, I don't, I I think they've got similar things that they've done in, isn't there, um, there was quests, I think maybe it was in Burning Crusade, if you're doing vehicle quests or something and you you fall out of them, you're on a parachute, I can't remember, but there's Mm -hmm. definitely, they've played around, they've done the parachute things before. Um, Yeah, if you're on a vehicle that runs out of like the despawns or runs out of time or whatever. I think you parachute down. Well, and one thing I would, I would encourage people to do. Um, I think a lot of new players, people who have started playing in the past, you know, two to three months in this big spike that we've had, I think a lot of them look at uh, death appeals as this safety net. I would almost, I would encourage people to go into this challenge and just don't even consider that disconnections are appealable period, because I think a lot of people kind of fall back on that. And I, um, Terrell, I'm sure you can attest to this, Juno. I'm sure you can as well. I know we've all seen them in the discord of these, um, of these clips of people trying to appeal a death and it's like that's not really an appealable thing you know it's like but they get upset about it you know and they that can kind of ruin their experience with hardcore so like i think going into official servers i think 
you should just be okay with the idea that hey if my internet goes out that's gg we go again it just is what it is um and it, it ties and, that's a really good point it ties in with what i was going to say was it's back in the early days of wow of wow classic hardcore was we used to do this if your internet was unstable you didn't play on a character that you actually cared about. And you'll see yeah. people sometimes still say it, but it was a big thing back then. It was like, oh, there's storms coming through my area. I'm not playing tonight. Oh, yeah, I do that. I literally I, yeah. did that two days yeah. ago. Yeah, I people would yeah take responsibility for it. And I think that's just one of the ways, like I always tell people with the hardcore challenge, you've got to protect yourself at all times. Like people who die to an AFK, they're AFK and they get griefed or attacked or something don't be afk just hit the log out wait the 20 seconds yeah i mean yeah. if you've got thunderstorms and shit or if wow is disconnecting like crazy and it's super unstable for whatever reason don't play on a character you actually care about and if you really want to play wow play a multi-lifer or make a new character where you're in the early uh the starting areas or if you're grinding green mobs for example that you've probably got a much better chance of survival so just i think people just need to probably take a little more responsibility i think we used to be as a community much more responsible and now i think we're getting into a bit more of that um it's not necessarily entitlement but people just probably taking for granted those uh, the fact that it is you you have to be as responsible as you can and protect yourself, you know? I mean, let's like, be real. It's also entitlement. Yeah, it is. It kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> well, and, and the word appeal, you know, I, I think people kind of misunderstand the, uh, the denotation of appeal. If you're appealing something, it doesn't mean it's going to be approved. It, it, right. That, it, that would just mean if if appeal meant that it was automatically going to be approved, then there would be no such thing as an appeal. You would just keep playing and it wouldn't matter. Um, and, you know, the appeals were put into place for the, the, the specific reasons of the power going out, um, yeah. you know, getting ganked by, you know, uh, a, a stealthed rogue that's standing yeah. on a flight path, you know, that kind of thing. And some mm -hmm. of the well, bugs, I mean, some of just the bugs yeah, that are, I, yeah. I think things that bugs are were not appealable until very recently. I think February yeah, wow. we made bugs appealable for the first time ever. Yeah. yeah wow. um, but yeah, so yeah, I think it's, you know, you're as you're playing hardcore, take, take control and, and be, and be proactive about your character safety, but also think about the real life things that could also affect your character's life. But also, you know, playing drunk. Don't play drunk. Yep. I've I lost a level forty eight rogue because I was drinking and talking to Twitch chat. Like rip, rip yeah. me. I lost <laughs> yeah. a level sixteen so, priest because I was drunk and talking to Twitch chat. Yeah, yeah I, it's yeah so it can be anything it can be a cat on the keyboard it can be a, a oh, kid yeah. i mean phil said to me recently when he was living kids come up and mash the keyboard while he was afk and then that's what happens you know you log out if you go afk you gotta yeah. you gotta i, yeah, I mean back so in, the, in in sorry to cut you off in road to rag um i remember afk deaths people started to, to uh, griefing doing the um the Terramis and I remember there was a guy who was AFK in Stormwind and he died to that and those were not appealable back then mm. you know so um that was just one of those things back then the the idea was hey you shouldn't be AFK even in a capital city I mean mm -hmm. and 
And Stormwind, you can still get things that happen that are not necessarily grief. Someone can be doing the Anixia quest and one of those freaking dragon guards gets out of the oh, room, yeah. like the guy runs and accidentally kites it. You can have all sorts of crazy shit that can mm-hmm. happen even in Stormwind, yeah. you know? Auto run into the canal and the damn sewer. The, uh, <laughs> what's, I, I don't remember the quest, but there's a quest over in the trade district where you have to fight an NPC and there's like Yeah, correct. Panels. Yeah, there's... A, yep that's right yeah, if the- you um well for one when buffs drop in stormwind or anywhere all the npcs around also get those buffs so if you try to go do that quest and fight that mob that mob also has the anixia buff but um if i i i don't know for sure because i've never done it or seen it but theoretically if you were to heal a player that was doing that quest i you know potentially those mobs could pull onto you, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. So well, you like- could absolutely could because those, when, when that quest activates, that's the one in the oh, old town. Um, yeah. In the little in, alley, in the little back, back alley, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I saw one recently where a guy ran out of like, there's a, there's an inn across the street from that, which I think there's like a yep. cooking dude and yep. stuff like that recipes and shit. And a guy, a mage, I think goes running out. And at that exact moment, he runs through that little alleyway and um, a dude has activated those quests. All of those mobs immediately go, go red. They are aggressive. They're just oh. the same as any other enemies. Uh-huh. So he's ran through it just terrible timing and of course it's not appealable that's just bad luck that's i never went never run through there don't do it go around (laughs) and now that you have heard that it's your responsibility to keep yourself alive so listen and that actually no. do you know what this probably goes into some of the, the this probably goes into something i wanted to do which was to ask you guys for three tips each for some um uh, new or existing players and so it ties in with that one of the ones that i'm gonna say for all of the horde players out there if you're on people i've seen people dying in thunder bluff if you're running around just don't jump don't jump anywhere when you're running in thunder bluff or anywhere yeah. near those elevators and stuff so my tips would be yeah protect yourself at all times don't jump when you're anywhere near those um those uh, stairs, ramps, elevated things. There's There's been a lot of fall damage deaths. And the final one would be, I did a little YouTube video on it that you can find it, is interacting with uh, mobs that are bugged. As soon as you see one that's um, that's bugged, just you know disengage don't don't continue what you're doing reset that pull because um you just don't know what's going to happen you can end up with um you you know on the video i showed it's a mob that parts underground pulls a bunch of them then comes back you can have it where they're able to attack you but you can't attack them so um as soon as you see a bugged mob just disengage and reset that fight yeah Uh, bugged mobs bugged mobs are not appealable they're not catastrophic, game-breaking bugs. Bugged mobs are not appealable. I'm thinking of the uh, the bandits in Tenaris. Yeah, I was um, thinking the same thing. Not the pirates by the coast, but the other ones that are kind of in the in the middle there. Yeah. I, I, every time I go to Tenaris and try to do that quest where you have to kill a bunch of them for the the I think it's Waste Wanderer Justice or something yeah. like that. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I always encounter bugged mobs with those NPCs specifically. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. If if you start attacking something and it's not losing health or it falls below the ground, like just yeah. run away. Like run do everything away. you Honestly, can to get away. Just reset that deal and doesn't don't be greedy. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. So Wonder Goon, let's go. If you can, two or three tips for the new or the existing player can be, um, um, yeah, as as basic or complex as you like. Okay. Uh, tip number one: watch your surroundings. If you are in an area, especially an area you're not familiar with, rotate your camera around. Look around you. Look and see what's around you. It's 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 a simple tip. It's a simple thing. Yep. It's situational awareness, right? You want to know where things are and what you know how close pats are coming, that sort of thing. So watch your watch your back, watch your surroundings. Of course, the seminal one is never go into caves. We yeah, all know that, cool. you know, there's he no escape from caves. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, but never go into caves. Caves are death. Uh, don't do it. And I've seen, I cannot tell you on this third one how many times I have seen on F's in chat or other, you know, people reviewing death clips. I have seen so many people auto run into the water and go into a fatigue zone or auto run off a bridge or auto run into mobs. Because they get up and go get something to eat or go to the bathroom and they auto run. Yep. Do not auto run anywhere. And a fourth <laughs> a fourth bonus one is do not go down the middle of Nomer. Okay? Oh, God. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Especially with Juno because he'll vanish on you. Anyway, oh, uh, Sith, what are yours? <laughs> no, no. I got a story I need to tell. Okay. Old school. Oh, old school. Uh, OG hardcore story. So this was probably, oh, I think it was even before Som came out. Um, it was it was when Nom Nom was trying to do his final push to get his last few characters, like two characters or something, uh, for for the full Nom challenge level one of everything um, before TBC launched. Wow! And he set his character to auto run across the Barrens. He, he aligned it up as perfect as he could, coming from Ratchet, heading toward that little like farm hut, Goshek Farm or whatever that is. He yeah, lined right. it up just perfect and set him to auto run. And he's like, I got to pee. And he gets up and leaves. Oh, my God. The dude freaking nailed it. <laughs> went exactly where he was supposed to go. He didn't aggro a single mob, and he got back just in time to get to the farm. It was that's the right. most ballsy move. That's it was well, that's so right. funny. Okay, don't not auto running does not apply to Nom Nom. Most of the rules <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't apply different. to Nom Nom. Okay, yeah, Nom Nom is true. like the it's living true. hardcore god. Okay, yeah, oh, it's true. So, <laughs> Twenty five sixties. It's crazy. Incredible. Why don't we have Terrell do your tips as just as we're moving down in order on the um on the screen here? Okay. Um I, I so so I know people have said, you know, like don't jump when you're at elevators and things like that. Yeah. If you want to survive the undercity elevator, there is one very easy way to not die. Never walk into or out of a stale elevator. So you've heard the phrase like a stale yellow light. You don't really know how yeah. long it's been yellow, so you stop, right? You don't go for it. You don't try to get through the yellow. You don't know. You don't want to run that red light. If you come down that little corridor and the door is open, don't go in. Just stop. <laughs> Let the door close in front of you. Let the elevator run its cycle. And when the door opens again, 
you immediately walk to the middle of the green circle and take your hands off the keyboard and your hands off the mouse. <laughs> yes, stand there. Just oh stand God. there. The elevator will go down or up, depending on which way you're going. And when it finishes its movement, you press forward and walk off the elevator. That's you will crazy. never die following that very simple procedure. Word, so don't say that. You're going to get a bunch of appeals. That's my number Discord. one. <laughs> that's my number one. That is how you navigate the elevators, and it works. You know, it works for it works for the ones that don't have doors too. Just like don't, don't be in a hurry. I have died dozens of times. I cannot count the number of times I have died in hardcore. I have of all the ways I have died, I have never died to the elevator because I do exactly that. So yes, go reset it. Confirmation. Reset it. Yes. Love it. All right, tip number two. And I can't stress this enough. Log out when you go AFK. I know we've had like that discussion, but that really is one of my big tips. If you need to leave the computer for more than two seconds, I mean, I mean, more than just like lean over and pick something up off the other side of the desk, log out. Waiting yeah. the 20 seconds <laughs> is not nearly as long as waiting the three and a half days played to get your character leveled back up. Agreed. I, I just if sorry, I, just piggyback off that it's um the flow on benefit of regular logouts too is that it keeps re it keeps sort of uploading that data too right um so that's the other thing a lot of people don't realize with their um put you know the percentage verified on the hardcore add-on for example if you do a six or eight hour play session if you did if you either alt f4 or if you got a disconnect all of that data wouldn't be um that would all be lost essentially. So you could end up with a big time skip. So yeah, regular reloads um, or logouts are good. And if you mm -hmm. get into the habit of logging out for AFKs or for bios or anything like that, you're doing it without having to put any extra thought process in. Exactly. It is, it is beneficial in multiple ways. Yeah. Uh, what's my number three? Cause goon took my caves. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's yep. fine. It's fine. Shout out um, to table slam for caves. Yeah. Oh, only caves run. Yeah. I mean, I suppose towers, well, someone should say towers too, probably comes yeah. under the cave thing, but well, the, yeah. the, the Z axis. Yeah. All right. My, my third tip, don't get greedy. All right. Don't yeah. take on that orange mob. Don't take on that elite quest. Uh, don't think that you are better than you are. Yeah. Just because or... you did it once on a multi-life or did it once with friends and you think, you know, the quest. If it's orange, don't do it. If yeah. it's elite, don't do it. Unless it's like green or gray and you are incredibly well-versed on that class and capable of doing it at that point. Yeah. Like me taking the level 24 mage to go kill the level 18 and 19 ogres in Lakhmodan. My yeah. best class, severely overleveled, and I was still like every pull was a, a pucker factor 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sketch. Like, the other thing don't is, get greedy. Just to go off greedy as well, I would say that if people, it ties in if you are, um, if you've decided to abort a pull and you're getting out of there, say you've got, say you've 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 damaged one guy down, he's got ten percent health left. One of his friends has come over and you've realized this is fucked. You've got to get out of there. Don't 
once you com once you decide to abort it, commit to it and leave. Don't try to just damage that last guy down. Think I can mm -hmm. get him because you can then end up getting yourself into a whole lot of trouble just by trying to get that one mob. Whereas a reset and redoing it, it's a matter of either seconds or minutes at most to actually get that uh, mob back down. So just, yeah, don't get greedy. I completely agree with that. 100%. Okay, Sith, let's hear yours. Um, God, there's so many. Um, so my biggest, my biggest thing, the, the reason that I think that I am mildly successful in hardcore uh, is always have a game plan like if you're going into an area or you're let's say you're about to pull an orange mob or you're about to pull a four pack or you know something like that find a nice high spot where you're safe and hit x on your keyboard and sit down and just sit there and stare at the screen look at your abilities look at your bags see how many potions you have make sure your potions are off cooldown make sure your vanish is off cooldown if you're a rogue make sure you have um you know dynamite or, or a target dummy or you know make sure all of your buffs are, are are up and and the reason i say that is because i've died before and then in the death screen like looked down at my keybinds and i'm like oh my god if i literally if i just would have pressed the number four on my keyboard i would have lived you know it's like there's so many situations where if i would have just thought about it beforehand before i went into something that i knew was dangerous um i would have been able to to play a bit better and and also i might there have been times where i've like okay i can do this 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 and this and then it's like nah i don't really think that's gonna work so i'm you know what i'm just gonna back out and then i talk myself out of it and i live you know i'm not I, you know i don't die because i talked myself out of it um so that that would be kind of the biggest thing for me is like don't be afraid to take two minutes and just sit there for a second or if let's say you look down and your potion is on cooldown your health pots are on cooldown it's got 45 seconds just wait 45 seconds yeah but yeah that's a good point yeah you know it, like i see uh, yes yeah. i see um like i see i i main rogues so i see a lot of rogues die and then they've got like a minute and a half left on their vanish and i'm like why what just wait yeah, a minute right. and a half a you, have you literally have a, a get out of jail free card on your keyboard just wait or um they'll have used sprint to uh i i have a big a big side rule of never use sprint as a mode of transportation yeah um, i agree i do i same. agree, I yeah, agree so you. like it don't you know it let's say you're just you're you're running through barons you're level 17 you're like you know what i just need to get to camp t i'm just gonna use my sprint and and i'll get there a few seconds faster well then what happens if you pull the uh the roaming uh the the night elf that roams around there the elites uh there's like a three pack of them that roam around there and well, yeah the, the alliance sprint. elites yes yeah you don't you don't have sprint up so um you know, always just kind of keep in mind your key binds, your cooldowns, all that kind of stuff, and take a second to think about it. Um, yeah. Rule yeah. number two, um, and this kind of plays off the never use sprint as transportation, is do not take shortcuts. Um, yeah, good call. 
that means that means physically in the world like if you're trying to traverse the map and you're like oh well if i could just kind of like skyrim horse jump up this hill i can go over the other side and and you know get around this uh like when you're going to do like ziz physics out in uh, stone talon you can go over the hill on the other side um but it's not always the best idea because there's those big lightning lizards and pride wings and stuff on the other side um but also um shortcuts can be things like um not leveling your professions or not um not going out of your way to get some herbs to be able to make extra health pots and stuff like that so not clearing all the mobs around an objective yes yes or or rushing into a cave um because somebody you know you you get to a cave entrance and some of the npcs are dead and you're like oh somebody's in here in the back let me just rush through to get to them yeah and mm-hmm. then we'll be good together but i you know it's like don't take that shortcut you know like like uh terrell the, said yeah. it's it's three and a half days played time that you do not want to lose for a it's 10 second save the you same know? thing in dungeons people will try and skip a couple of packs in a dungeon yeah. with some jump thing or whatever and it's like guys just clear it move yeah. through and clear it and then a, and then a, a roach goes off and aggroes them yeah and just, brings them back careful, yeah, yeah. Um, okay one more tip okay uh last tip for me um Oh, uh, bind, interact to left click. Yeah, great tip. Um, Uh, Your auto auto attack is automatically bound to your right click and so is your interact. But you can go into the menu and you can bind your interact to left click, which means if you go up to a flight master or any NPC, a shopkeeper, innkeeper, anything like that, you can, uh, or even uh, like mining nodes, herbalism nodes, stuff like that, you can left click on them instead point being is that there could be if you're playing alliance there could be a horde rogue that is stealthed standing on top of the mining node and if you go up and right click to mine it and you don't see the little sword pop up before you click and then you go into auto attack now you're in a pvp moment and you're probably dead so um, yeah it, it takes a minute to get used to but it will save your life many 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 times i'm sure so that would be yeah. a, a very small thing, but is worth uh, worth doing. No, that's a good idea. That's definitely a good tip. Um, I think we're probably going to wrap this up here soon. I've got a couple more things that I do want to do. First of them being, I want to just briefly talk about the upcoming um, People of Azeroth Hardcore Tournament, which is next month. It's. Um, I'm going to talk, for the dates and times, we're talking in, um, in uh, USA, uh, Eastern time. Uh, that's because that's what the server is too. So it just keeps things um, it keeps things consistent. You can work out your time from that. So we do have another um, uh, another tournament coming up. This one's a duo tournament. Previously, we've just done solos. Um, so the date is it's June 10th, 6 p.m. Eastern. So that's 3 p.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time. That is a Saturday um, afternoon evening. We're allowing Alliance and Horde. Uh, the server choice is going to be, um, they're both Era Realms, uh, Old Blanche for NA and uh, Celebris for EU. It is a level one start. You can get in and um, set your add-ons up. I would, in fact, suggest doing this. Create your character, set up the add-ons, have your UI everything done um, first, and um, be ready to go uh, on that. But just don't do any quests or anything like that. 
Um, so quest log uh, must be empty at the start of it. Normal hardcore rules apply, so use the add-on and just set your duo partner in there. All professions allowed and trading within the duo too. We won't be able to do any of this prior, but throughout it you can. It's going to be a five-hour duration, so it'll be up to you guys to decide whether to play around with professions or anything during that time or to just level, um, do a cost-benefit analysis on that stuff. Uh, register with the Google form prior to the event. I can't stress this enough. People are just people don't like forms. You don't like homework. I get it. <laughs> But we, you got to do the form. The main reason being um, so that we can keep track of uh, who's involved for while we're doing the coverage. So we'll cast it on Twitch, but we want to be able to stop it and see what people are doing while you're uh, while you're streaming. Streaming is not uh, necessarily essential. It just gives us some coverage and it makes it a bit of fun. If you're if you're um, you know unsure or you know you're not a big streamer it doesn't matter you don't have to have a camera on you don't have to do anything but you can display your gameplay if you like and um for people who are up and coming streamers events like these are a great way to pick up some new followers too so they always are really enjoyable uh really enjoyable events so yes please use the form so i can keep track of who's involved um there's no cash prize or anything like this winner's going to get bragging rights and uh, if you are a streamer, we'll probably drop some subs on first and second place, but you'll definitely get some uh, a lot more uh, followers and stuff too. Uh, check the YouTube video. There is a YouTube video. I'll put it in the sh link in the show notes. And then ultimately, um, the highest XP at the end of the tournament wins um, or last man standing rules are in effect. So we will um, we'll see what happens uh, see what happens there. So, um, so yeah, check all that stuff out. It'll be in the show notes or it's in Discord as usual. You can ping me for any of that stuff, and we can uh, we can chat about it. And the same thing, if you're interested in the um, in the fellowship that we're doing, um, ping me. It is an invite only thing, but I'm willing to talk to people about it and uh, and keep it in mind because we probably will do a season two, which will be based around the Hobbit, which I think is going to be um, which I think is going to be really cool. It's going to be a whole lot of dwarfs. Um, so before we wrap it up here, I think there's one more thing that I wanted to ask people, which I, I started doing with Cheesy uh, last time that we did a show together, which was uh, for you guys to list your favorite um, hardcore moment over the past three years. Ideally, something that's searchable if people want to look up the clip they can. It can be a death clip or it can be a, um, a highlight, but just something that sticks in your mind, one a Twitch or YouTube clip that sticks in your mind of a particular um, hardcore play. So Wondergoon, have you got any ideas there, anything that um, that you think uh, just really stuck in your mind? I think the biggest thing, I mean, lots of there's been lots of really great death clips, and I'm always good to watch a death clip, but yep. I think for me, the best thing about the last three years has been the Road to Rag event yep. and the, the Ragnaros kill. Yeah, that was huge is just an amazing thing to watch. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't look like much is going on because it just looks like, you know, pixels hitting other pixels. But, man, just the, the whole the effort there. behind it and everything was just is brilliant. And that's a big moment for all of us, I think, even yeah. if you weren't there. So Yeah, so for people who are new to the community, well, newish to the community who weren't here for that, it is worth re-watching um, that stream, uh, that video on YouTube. That was a, that was a massive, massive moment. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, Terrell, what have you got? What sticks in your mind? I'm not ready. Come back to me. Okay, Seth, what have you got? I'm not, I'm not ready either. Um, <laughs> I mean, Lord. yeah, it's, you know, the the death clips and stuff are always just kind of good for a, 
a gaff. But I mean, also, you know, it's when you do get to that high level and you have died and you watch another really high level die, like it brings back the feelings. You know, it's like I I don't think I ever really appreciated what it was like to die at a super high level until I had yeah. done it. And and now when I see it, like it gives me this like kind of like almost sick feeling of just like, oh God, like I don't even want to think about it. Um I the the best moment though, man, like just there's so many small little encounters yeah. that have happened that are just like have made me cry from laughing. Like just the just smallest things but uh one of them that i can think of off the top of my head was uh survivor he likes to do this thing whenever uh i'm streaming where he'll make a character and then he'll just come follow me around and oh my god yeah. and, and he does it because he knows that you know i don't really care that much and it, and it makes me laugh you know but uh i was playing a tauren and i was in thunder bluff and he always comes up to me and he like slash yells like oh my god are you sith hc from twitch <laughs> like just the stupid and i'm like oh my god it's like it's like the mom at the basketball game like oh you're doing god. great sweetie i'm like please stop Survivor. oh my god that's great but he uh at one point he was doing that and being a nuisance and i was walking over to the elevator to go down to the rest of mulgor and i don't know what he did or what he was doing but he or no, I had just come up the elevator, I guess I should say. But he walked off the side of the oh, uh, of, <laughs> of Thunderbluff. And as he's falling, he said, grab my tail. And just <laughs> looking down, <laughs> looking down and then seeing the chat of grab my tail. Like, it, I mean, it That's it great. broke me. It really did. I, I about great. fell out of my chair. I was laughing so hard. But it's just, there's so many little moments like that where it's not really you know i didn't make a youtube video about it or nobody really cares you know but it's it it goes back to the whole community thing of just there's so many small little interactions you have between people and like seeing nom nom like i see nom nom randomly and i stop and salute him and yeah. wave you know and i'm like it's you know seeing seeing people in the game world like that they're like oh my god like <laughs> yeah i can't believe it's well yeah off. like us last time when we were waiting for the dungeon and cricks ran past and saluted us you know it's like oh cool yeah like that but I, yeah. one of the things oh that actually ties in with the fellowship shout out to whoever it was but when we were doing the dead mines and we had the stealthy golem sneaking up on us that was hilarious um so yeah shout out whoever did that but that was great as we were trying to zone in the fellowship we're rolling yeah. through the dead mines and there's a there was something stalking us and it was a naked um it was a naked uh <laughs> gnome. <laughs> naked gnome we were stealthing up called smeagol i think which was great so that was absolutely hilarious but for me, i have another like, small thing i want to I, I, yeah go ahead where sith was talking about uh small events and so forth one of the best ones that i remember is when sith himself admitted on stream oh no that he ate pig's ass. So uh, I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was coming. I just can't avoid the as soon as he said sits on, on stream, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it, it, just disregard. Disregard. Moving on. Move on. Okay. I, 
<laughs> I have my own personal moment that okay. is absolutely unforgettable, and it wasn't because of me. It was because of Ulfgar. Okay. So you, some of you may know Ulfgar HC, and I was on my rogue, Baluk, who is still alive and very, very, very slowly making his way towards 60, uh, and this was probably two years ago. Uh, I, had, I had rolled a shaman and had been playing on the shaman, but Ulfgar wanted to duel my rogue, and I was like, dude, you're like level like 8 or 11 or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, it'll be fine. Because, you know, at the end of a duel, you can't hurt me. Like, you can't take that last point. It's fine. Okay, I was like, okay, dude, we'll, we'll duel. And so we were outside of Thunder Bluff, like down where the, the Dark Moon Fair area is. But it wasn't yep. there at the time. It was just empty. So he starts the duel. I handedly kick his ass on my much, much higher level rogue. <laughs> and then he dies. Oh, no. Because in the duel, he had managed to aggro one of those Prowler cat things. Oh, no. So when I beat him down to one HP, the duel ended, the cat hit him, he died. Oh, no, dude. That's funny. Wow. I never even thought of that. Yeah. It is a clip on my Twitch. And I felt so bad that the shaman that I had rolled... I took him out to Baron's and did like a blood sacrifice of my oh. own low level character <laughs> to make make it up to Ulfgar that I will I will I will lose one too. Well, like we're wow. we're gonna do this together. So we've got the clip of the duel followed by how did and they're like, How did you die? That's not supposed to happen. And then I've also got the clip of the the shaman like RP walking out into Barrens and um, doing the duel and aggroing something and then dying and oh, uh, sacrificing myself to the to the blood gods to make up for the for the basically the the life that I took by accident. Yeah. Oh my god, that's great. There's an old clip of uh, Cargo's. I, I believe he was dueling uh, Grays and. The same similar thing it's happened. Great. Yeah, it was Grays. It was Grays. Then Grays jumped up on um like a cooking table right yeah. after the duel was over, and <laughs> the one tick from the fire killed him. And, and Cargos is just like in the camera, like you could see his face, like his mouth drops. I think it was like <laughs> the first time that that kind of thing had happened, and he's just like, "What? What happened? <laughs> That's crazy, dude." And they weren't low level either. Like this was in Grom Gall. They were at least in the 30s. That's yeah, they're getting crazy. they were getting ready to go do dead mines. I saw that happen live. Oh, were they there really time. early then? Yeah, they were head they were oh. doing the, the Westfall skip to go to dead mines. Oh, because they were horde. Yeah, and oh, Graves wow. was playing a a Torin. He was a Torin. Yeah, and and then after it all happened, Cargo's kind of chuckles and goes, "Of all the races to die on a fire, you know." <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yep. That is funny. Oh, man. Well, I think we better wrap this one up here. Um, this has been a great show. Yeah, hour and 40. So I think we'll probably wrap this deal up. I just want to, um, yeah, we'll go through, just plug some um, plug uh, some content. Um, can be your own, can be anybody in the community, can be anything at all. Um, so for me, basically, I just want to shout out, yeah, that tournament that's coming up next month. Check that out. The Hardcore Discord, of course. 
Um, people of Azeroth, wherever you get your podcast, check through. There's some early ones if you're interested. There's some interviews with Cargos and Greys and all those other people in the early days of the Hardcore Challenge when uh, ideas were just getting fleshed out. So listen back to some of that stuff if you're interested. Um, uh, Juno Eclipse on Twitch and on um, on YouTube, but you guys know where to find me for all of that stuff. And basically just want to shout out, um, Elenia has now started a um, WoW Classic Hardcore subreddit which is great because the um, the normal um, WoW Classic subreddit is really quite toxic, um, especially towards the hardcore community. So, um, so yeah, check out r slash WoW Hardcore. That's a new community modded by Alenia, which is uh, super friendly, and it's building up now. They've got over 3,000 people. So so check that out. And I'll pass it over to you, Wondergoon. Go ahead and plug um, any of your content or anyone else's. All right, thank you. Uh, my name is Wondergoon, and you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Wondergoon. I'm also all over the internet under the same name. Uh, if it's a social media platform, search for Wondergoon and you'll find me. I uh, normally do a podcast on Saturday nights. Uh, uh, this is being recorded on a Saturday, but uh, that show will not be done tonight. But uh, come check it out on Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's called the Midnight Stream to Nowhere. And for everything else, I would say check out Sith HC and Terrell Brat 43 and Juno Eclipse. 42! 42! Sorry, sorry. Uh, prematurely making you older. Uh, and uh, all that kind of stuff. So all great all great content creators. And uh, check out everybody in the hardcore community. So yeah, come join yeah. us. Hell yeah. Terrell, go ahead. Yeah, so my, my Twitch is Terrell underscore Brat42, and it's the same for my, my other socials, Twitter, which I barely touch, Instagram, which I barely touch. I, I don't social well. Um, and then, actually, I want to shout out my duo partner, because in the times that I have sort of waned on hardcore, I always had a duo going to keep pulling me back in, uh, even when I felt like giving up, or, you know, it's just wasn't for me and the duo always pulled me back in that's fenaria so um on on twitch she's fenaria 86 don't forget the number um fenaria 86 is my duo partner on twitch and she's got a fantastic stream highly recommend checking her out uh instead of me so (laughs) (laughs) that's what i got excellent and sith go ahead um yeah so Pretty simple, honestly. Twitch.tv slash Sith underscore HC. Same thing on YouTube. Um, the YouTube has kind of fallen behind. Uh, I'm a bit more active on Twitch uh, when my work schedule allows. I don't do any social media because, yeah, I'm just, I'm not very good at that either. Um, but um, I am working on, uh, I've been kind of offline for a little while Um, I'm working on um, a long play series for YouTube of a dwarf priest uh, self-made like basically just a long play of like each episode's like an hour and I don't really talk too much. It's just kind of, you know, something to put on and and, uh, kind of vibe to, you know, have the the wow music and the ambiance and stuff like that. So um, check that out if if you'd be interested in that. Uh, Hopefully I'll start uploading those in like the next week or two. I'm trying to batch up like 20 of them before I start uploading. Um, But uh, yeah, just uh, as far as shout outs to anybody, I mean, honestly, anybody in the hardcore community, if you're looking to get into it, 
um you know some of the big streamers might not be accessible just in the way that twitch chat is it gets buried very quickly um but you know anybody that's you know got less than 50 viewers is probably going to be willing to you know help you out along the way and and they'll actually be able to read your messages and and not that you shouldn't you know make connections with some of the bigger streamers or, or ask questions there i guess i should say um because they are very knowledgeable it's just you know it's hard to access that Twitch chat. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, I highly encourage people if, if you're, if you're raiding on wrath and you're sick of old war or you're, you're playing Dragonflight and, and you want to switch it up a little bit or something, or if you're like me and you've just never really gotten into wow. Um, and the hardcore community is just, you know, a fantastic place to, to hang out and, and make friends and, um, just have just good times. I mean, that's kind of the the whole thing to it. It's it's all been built up from the ground, so yep. nobody's nobody's overly toxic for the most part. You know, everybody's pretty right. chill, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, support your smaller streamers. You know, like me, I only get like five <laughs> viewers. So come on, that's right. Um, well, that was great. Thank you all um, for joining us. Thank you, Wonder Goon, Terrell, and Sith for uh for joining us here on the episode i think we covered a lot of the uh the the subjects and we might try and bring the podcast back into a few more things as we progress and um and thanks to the listeners and to the viewers out there um appreciate it and we'll we'll see you on the next one thank you for having us no worries yeah juno thanks for reaching out this was cool yeah great to have you